This podcast is Challenging Opinions and is presented by William Campbell. Thank you for downloading the Challenging Opinions podcast for New Year's Day, January 1st, 2018. Anyone who uses Facebook sees posts from people highlighting news stories that illustrate their political beliefs. Sometimes these are people you know, sometimes just Facebook friends, sometimes we're not so sure who they are. Maybe it's time to work that out. Challenging Opinions is the podcast where ideas are tested. Whether you are left or right, conservative or progressive, devout or skeptic, what matters is the strength of your argument, not the strength of your voice. On a Skype line now, I have Zach Elwood. Zach is a former professional poker player. He's also the author of the book Reading Poker Tells and several other books on poker. And he's the editor of the website readingpokertells.com. And we're not going to talk about poker at all. Um, Zach, I think it's fair to say you're not a Trump supporter, but you joined a lot of Trump-supporting Facebook groups shortly after the election. Why did you do that? Right. I joined, uh, and thanks for having me on, William. Uh, yeah, after the election, I joined several Facebook pro-Trump groups. Just, just because I'm curious, I always like to hear people's opinions, no matter you know where they're from. And I like to read opinion pieces and from all sides and things like that. So mm-hmm. I, joined these, I joined these groups just to see what was happening. And that led to me noticing a lot of uh, you know, uh, posts from well-known you know, fake news websites and random fake news websites, fake news, exaggerated news, and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of suspicious looking accounts that shared these things, foreign sounding names and uh, just suspicious seeming. Sure. I should I should say to people that I got in touch with you because I read a couple of articles that you wrote. And one of the articles that you write is the top seven ways to identify a fake Facebook account. And then in another article, you uh, wrote about examining fake American Facebook accounts posting right-wing and pro-Trump content. And uh, it's actually quite fascinating. Uh, You list quite a few accounts and some anomalies in them. Tell us about Isabel Jaden. Right. Isabel Jaden was uh, one prominent one, like one of the first ones I focused on as far as like obvious uh, fake American accounts. uh, Mm -hmm. People that the, the interesting ones to focus on were the ones that imitated American people, you know, had, had uh, American uh, U.S. details in their bio and things like that. So for, for people, I'll, I'll post a, a screenshot of this. I'll lift it from your website, if that's OK with you. I'll post it on the, sure, the yeah. uh, post for this uh, for this podcast. And Isabel Jaden looks uh, like a white American woman. Um, there are photographs in her photo stream of what looks like herself and her husband or boyfriend, perhaps, with a young son. Um, she has... Uh, a lot of information that superficially would make you think that she lives in Illinois, that she's just a regular Trump-supporting person who posts on Facebook. Um, but then the URL, the the actual uh, web address of her exact Facebook page, tells something else. What is that? So uh, yeah, one of the signs, one of the signs for a lot of uh, fake accounts on Facebook is they have a different. When you look at their profile URL. 
they'll have a different name in their profile than their displayed name for their profile. So mm-hmm. her says Isabel Jaden, Jaden on the surface, but when you look at the URL, it had a like a Middle Eastern name, I think it was for her. Yeah, it says Nakasa Ali. I've got it here in front of me. Right. And that's a common slip up for fake accounts. I actually think they're getting better at that. But, you know, when you look at a lot of fake accounts, they'll have Eastern sounding names or, uh, you know, a lot of them are a lot of them are Macedonian origin, that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Macedonian names and they just switch to a, you know, a Western sounding name. To yeah, and any, anybody who knows teenagers will know this, that, that it's possible to change your name in Facebook. And uh, mm-hmm. some people will put maybe some comedy names in there or make, make it fun in some other way rather than having their real legal name. But the right. URL that you get for your Facebook page tends to stay the same. It doesn't change when you change your Facebook name. You can change the photos, you can change the name and so forth, but the URL stays the same. Apparently you can uh, apparently you can change it, but I think it's uh, it's it's pretty easy to change it. It's just a separate process. You have to go into the settings, but a lot of people just don't know that. So they you know I think I think actually they're getting better at noticing that since I've written about that. I've noticed that fake accounts are less likely to have that little slip. So mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, like everything these these fake accounts are the people running the fake accounts are getting better and better and having less slip ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's been, for example, like some of the accounts I see these days, uh, there's several that I suspect are fake because they seem really suspicious and have minimum photos or friend, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't prove it because they don't have the same slip ups as some of the ones I've documented. Okay. Some of them, I was looking at your article, some of the accounts are really transparent. I mean, it's really just funny. Uh, one yeah. example of somebody calling themselves Eliza Rockefeller, um, the profile photograph that she has, um, she seems to bear a striking resemblance to Jennifer Lawrence. And another, another of those fake accounts is using the Wikipedia photo from Margot Robbie's uh, Wikipedia page. Right. It's a common, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny and weird how blatantly obvious some of these are. I mean, that's the thing. I don't have any great expertise and anybody could have could go in there now and find these accounts. You know, Uh, it's just kind of funny how blatantly obvious they'll steal images from celebrities or, you know, with a with a quick Google search, you can find some of these uh, people's uh, photos on, on other websites. Like, for example, I found pictures from, you know, pulled from company employee we- uh, pages on, on company websites. I've found mm-hmm. uh, photos from, uh, you know, like an outdoor uh, adventure company kind of pictures of people's, you know, they use those for their, for their uh, social pictures, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of funny how, you know, blatantly obvious some of these are. Some are better than others, obviously, and more work is put into them. I've seen and, big and accounts. One, tell, have, tell us about oh, yeah. um, Harry Taylor. Um, you found that, um, there was an account with a, fi- a photograph uh, in the name of Harry Taylor, and Harry Taylor is a real person, and it was his real photograph on the account. Tell us about that. Yeah. That's a funny one, too. It's like you would think if you were going to use somebody's – I mean, yeah, that, that account used the real picture, the real name, and the real location of somebody else, of, of a real guy, Harry Taylor in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, which is just kind of – you would think like if you were creating fake accounts, that would be the last thing you would do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen, and I've seen a lot of other accounts. I found a whole network of, uh, these young, uh, young women, uh, fake accounts that, uh, they, they were all connected they liked each other's posts and everything. And they all used, most of them used the real name and the actual picture of mm-hmm. real 
women who had accounts on Facebook. So if you search for their names, you would see these two accounts that had the same pictures, the same names. Okay, so I'm looking. Kind of, I'm looking at the Harry Taylor one. And there's actually ten different accounts with uh, pictures of what's obviously the same person, and in many cases the same picture used. Um, all right. of them in the name of Harry Taylor in Lynchburg, Virginia. Whoever's doing this is an amateur, aren't they? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, unless you're really looking for this stuff, a lot of this stuff would pass without notice. I mean, it, the amazing thing to me is that something that obvious that you're looking at now and that was written about months ago, and that that Facebook can't prevent that from happening like you would think that would be the basic lowest bar for facebook security to to like recognize when people were using the same pictures the same name even the same location you know mm-hmm. uh and you would think that would be a, a basic bar of security to prevent these fake accounts but it just it just shows you how much you know facebook is is behind on these things that somebody can just go in there and, and you know you can you can still find them even after that that account specifically harry taylor was written about in the in the new york times that i you know it, it featured my work in this new york times article that was like months ago and they and still you, you discovered that harry taylor is actually a real person yeah i mean apparently i i, I have not i've tried to reach out to him he had uh he had profiles like realtor profiles in virginia I mean, for mm-hmm. all I know, those are fake too. I wasn't able to actually contact him, but you know, for all uh, it, it seemed like he was a real person. Um, but yeah, it could that could be fake too, for all I know. Okay, the first question on this is obviously there is um, some level of expertise going on here in, in creating accounts that are obviously fake, um, mm-hmm. and that URL trick that we saw. There was a lot of what looked like Indian names uh, coming up on people whose accounts otherwise indicated that, and also male Indian names, whose accounts otherwise mm-hmm. indicated that they were American uh, females, usually white American females. Um, mm-hmm. But doesn't that kind of indicate that this is a pretty amateurish effect, that it's not likely to have any effect on anybody? Uh, I don't think so, because, you know, they, they're they getting their immediate goal across, which is posting in, you know, pro-Trump groups or other Facebook groups, the goal is not so much to fool people that the account is real as to just have a mechanism of delivering the websites or the news into these groups, you know? So Mm -hmm. in that sense, in that sense, these, these accounts are very successful because I mean, literally I'm I'm not exaggerating some of these pro Trump groups, the majority of content posted in some of these groups is by fake accounts or posting fake slash exaggerated news from these, you know, I mean, it's well known that Macedonia and that area produces all these fake news URLs. Sure. We, sh- we should say for people where Macedonia is, when was the first time you heard of the, co- the country of Macedonia? I'd heard about it before, but the first time, you know, it registered importantly to me was, you know, coming up to the elections and... Macedonia is one of the former republics of the uh, of Yugoslavia. It's one of the smaller uh, little entities. It's got a population of, I think, less than about a million people. And it is a very poor place. And it seems like, for some reason, some people there took great interest in Donald Trump and uh, posted a huge amount of content and fake news websites, made up news websites, which were promoted on uh, Facebook and perhaps made a profit using Google ads. Um, oh, I, can I interrupt you there? I think um, I think the Macedonia sites are mainly make their money through selling ads, uh, you know, so, selling ad networks. So they basically just make their money by getting clicks and getting eyeballs. And the more views they get, 
the uh, the more money they get through these ad networks. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think there's any been any uh, proven things about the those proven Macedonia websites using Facebook ads. I could be wrong, uh, but I think it was mainly the Russian stuff that got the specifically Russian stuff that got attention for the Facebook ads. But I, I could be wrong on that. Okay, and then really my question is. Is it plausible that this influenced the election? Oh, I, I think, uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm quite certain it did. I mean, it's it's arguable about how big an effect it is. Obviously, you know, this, this, I've had this conversation with conservative acquaintances uh, where, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could argue about how big the effect was. Obviously, it's really hard to prove how big the effect is. But I know people, I know people personally who shared fake news leading up to the uh, election. They shared pro-Trump. Uh, fake news. They shared anti-Hillary fake news, and I, you know, I have a specific acquaintance who is a white nationalist who I, I knew growing up, and I'm still on his email list. And I, you know, I like to hear everyone's views, so I stay on his uh, email list out of curiosity. And he and I went back through his email list after the election, looked at all the news he was sharing, and he was sharing all this, you know, really, uh, you know, I made a list of all the fake news he shared. You know, and there was a lot of propaganda, and I have no doubt, you know, some of that originated in, um, you know, some of it originated in Russia, some of it originated elsewhere. But it, the point is, it was fake news and it influenced his views. And I know other people who also shared uh, fake news stories like that. Isn't, so isn't they, it possible? Isn't it possible that Hillary and the Democrats were doing the same thing, but they were just smart enough not to get caught? Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's been no, I mean, yeah, that you could, you could imagine that, but there's been no evidence of that. Like I have, you know, I, I found, I have found a few, uh, uh, you know, anti-Trump slash liberal fake accounts, but the number is just so small and there's no doc, real documentation or articles like mine about, you know, that phenomenon on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you'd have a hard time, you know, you could always say like, yeah, maybe they're, they're, they're just getting away with it, but you know, as far as evidence, there's just not the evidence there. Okay. And finally, I think you mentioned it already, but it's certainly relevant to note. Isn't there a danger that what you're doing is effectively training uh, these, um, whoever they are, people Mm -hmm. creating these accounts, you're training them on how to avoid all the mistakes? Sure. How to to not get caught? I think it's a necessary, you know, there's no way to get around the fact that someone's going to notice these and they're going to get better. I mean, that's just the war of information or, or, you know, any sort of, any, any sort of conflict. There's a, there's a continual increase in knowledge on both sides and they ad- adapt their strategies. I think the, uh, the important thing is that I think Facebook and these other social media services could be doing more. You know, it's, they seem to be Yeah, exactly. Really That's an interesting behind. point. What, what could Facebook do? You mentioned the Harry Taylor account. If somebody's <laughs> reusing the same name, same location, same photograph over and over again, then there mm-hmm. should be, it shouldn't be so hard to build an algorithm to spot that and flag some of those accounts. Is there, are there other things that systematically Facebook or Twitter could do? <clears throat> I think, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's other things. I mean, I, I've brainstormed a few and I'm sure somebody who has more knowledge about how these, uh, you know, services work would have better ideas. But I think, you know, I think one of the things they could do is if, you know, it, it's obviously hard to create an algorithm that would be, you know, uh, near a hundred percent accuracy because of various reasons. A lot of these things mm-hmm. are, are kind of intu- intuitive and you have to put several pieces of information together and then just have a certain likelihood of being correct. Yeah. But I think you could, uh, Facebook could definitely have something where if a few indicators are off, 
that that make a, a fake account more likely they could ask you to verify the account in some way you know mm-hmm. and if uh and if i you know i would have no problem if facebook had more of a barrier to entry you know i i feel like that would be a plus for the for the net, for the service overall knowing that people had to step through you know a couple hoops to actually prove they are who they say they are Zach Elwood, former professional poker player and current amateur sleuth tracking down fake Facebook accounts. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, William. Have you read a blog post or an opinion piece that you think is really right or really wrong? Tell us why. Email podcast at challengingopinions.com and let's discuss it on the next show. That's all for the Challenging Opinions podcast published on January 1st, 2018. I have links to Zach's posts that we discussed and screenshots of the fake profiles that he found showing the telltale signs in the show notes for this podcast on the website. And if you know someone who I should interview or you have an idea of a topic I should cover, please get in touch. I'd be interested to hear your feedback. If you like the podcast, there's one thing that you could do that would really help other people to find it. Go on iTunes and give the podcast a rating and write a short review. There's a link on the website directly to the iTunes page. Also, please like the show on Facebook. On Twitter, you can follow the show at Changing O and follow Zach Elwood at A Poker Player. And here's a New Year's resolution that you should have no problem keeping. Subscribe to Challenging Opinions for free. You can use Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast app or software. There's links and an RSS feed for all of that on the website. And if you don't use a podcast app or software, you can subscribe by email. Just enter your email address on the Challenging Opinions website. And each time a new show goes online, you'll get a simple email with a link to listen for free and zero spam, I promise. You can find all of that or get in touch with me at www.challengingopinions.com. The Challenging Opinions podcast is produced and presented by me, William Campbell. Thank you for listening.